So the position vision, in my opinion, is more about accountability. Instead of being angry with an office manager because they have not ordered paper clips, we're going to look at a position vision and say, an accountability in this role is a smooth functioning office. And so therefore, ordering paper clips needs to be a part of that. And now, instead of looking at somebody and pointing a finger, you didn't do something, we can say, are you actually in the right role? Or can you... Can you make the right decision here and, you know, have a smooth functioning office with all of the necessary tools? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. This week, two of Nolan Consulting Group's finest take the mic for a conversation focusing on the intersection of two tools we use very frequently here with our clients, the DISC Profile Assessment and the position vision for roles within your organization. Catherine Freeman, Director of Ops and Senior Business Coach, and Cindy Bates, Business Support Specialist, highlight how we can use key resources in tandem to provide clarity to our employees and develop a comprehensive look at the core responsibilities and behaviors best suited for different roles within the organization. We are all about filling the seats on the bus with the right people. When you find the tools that can aid in making this happen and work for you to be more successful, that's a win in our books. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Oh, well, thanks, Molly, very much for that introduction. Um, I, of course, am Catherine Freeman, and I'm joined um, by Sydney Bates, uh, who has just recently become a disc, ex- disc expert in our uh, group. And we thought it would be fun to sort of discuss the interplay of tools. So we have a number of tools in our arsenal, right, a number of tools in our toolbox, that allow us to make decisions, not only in terms of promoting internal candidates, but also when we are thinking about uh, um, assessing or interviewing external candidates. And uh, the two the two biggest ones, of course, are DISC. And so Sydney is here in a in a DISC expert capacity, um, and position visions, which is about time span and somebody's ability to make decisions and how far out they can make a decision, uh, as well as, you know, their ability to assess uh, what is in front of them and, and work for solutions. So thank you very much, Sydney, for joining me today on this beautiful fall morning. Yes, thanks for having me. Happy to be back on the podcast. Um, it's always good to have uh, another voice on. And, you know, I think I, I like, I love to be interviewing people or speaking with people about topics that they're passionate about. And you've discovered a newfound passion for the disc. Tell us a little bit. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Um, you know, the disc, the disc was something that I was introduced to very early on um, at my tenure here at Nolan Consulting Group, having, having taken a disc during the hiring process. Um, but it, you know, it really, interests me in terms of how much you can figure out about a person through one report or through a 20 minute assessment. Um, You know, going from their behaviors in different environments all the way down to what motivates them. Um, I I think that the DISC is just such a powerful tool 
when we're talking about hiring someone, in this case with position visions, or even um, after somebody's already been an employee and maybe they're having um, some issues in the workplace and we go back to their disk assessment or we need to go back and revisit the position vision. So I think they're both great tools um, that can be used for the lifetime of the employee. Right. I feel really fortunate, actually, because I had a member of our HR peer group ask me recently when interviewing for candidates, how do we take a um, understanding of the role and hire the right profile for it? And, you know, we've got a, a number of DISC profiles that we know to be successful in particular roles. And we always say DISC is just a tool. It's not, you know, the end all and be all. But having that question asked of me made me realize that we've got these tools out there and we need to make sure that they get woven together, that we don't have something sitting over here and then sitting over here and they aren't speaking to one another. So tell us a little bit more about that, Sydney. Yeah, so um, I wanted to just plug another episode of the Out of the Hourglass podcast that we did. Um, it was back on June 1st. It's episode 111, and it's a DISC Foundations podcast. Um, so Molly and I really go in depth um, about the DISC assessment and um, sort of how to navigate um, the assessment and, and what the different um, components mean. Um, but I wanted to recap that here a bit. Um, so within the, the DISC assessment, there are two pieces um, to the report that gets generated after somebody completes an assessment. Um, you have a behavioral piece, which is the DISC um, acronym, and then the driving forces. Um, and when we say DISC, there's D, I, S, and C. The D stands for dominance or directness uh, when it comes to problems and challenges. The I stands for influence um, with people and contacts, friendliness, if you will. Um, the S stands for steadiness, and that's in terms of the pace and consistency of what people work at. And the C stands for compliance, um, procedure and constraints, detail-oriented, analytical. Um, and then there's, on the flip side of that, there's the driving forces, which is the why, right? So the DISC is what behaviors we uh, would expect somebody to act in terms of the environment and the driving forces are the why. So there's six um, keywords with 12 driving forces. There's theoretical, uh, which has to do with knowledge on each side of that is instinctual and intellectual. Utilitarian, um, how people handle their time and resources. Aesthetic, the surroundings of the workplace social, whether people are intentional with assisting others or more altruistic, individualistic, um, power used to be called ego, um, whether people are more collaborative or commanding, and then traditional, um, how is somebody going to accomplish a task? Are they going to be um, more receptive or structured? Great, thank you. Because, uh, you know, when when we're looking at um, somebody's behavioral style and, and, and remembering, right, that, that the assessment uh, is, is driven by the answers of the person who's taking the assessment, right? We're not, right. we're not, we're not making things up. They've answered questions. And so therefore they're describing their own behavioral styles. Um, but those, those are things that we now find those behaviors and characteristics we are going to find on a position vision. Uh, so I'm going to take a second just to make sure that I explain what we consider to be the difference between a position vision 
and a job description because so many of our the businesses that we work with are making the transition from a traditional job description, which many people have heard me describe as just a, a vomit list of you know activities um, versus a position vision, which is more about really creating and describing a structure of decision-making and behaviors and characteristics that we want to see in a role. So if we think about the job description and we think about a laundry list of things like ordering paper clips, I mean, there's, you wouldn't be interviewing for that, right? You wouldn't be interviewing, hey, tell me about a time that you ran out of paper clips and what did you do about it? That's not an interview question that we would recommend. And it's probably not something you would ever even think to ask about. But you might ask a question, tell me about a time when something went wrong in the office and what did you do about it? Um, so now, again, we're taking that idea of responsibility and accountability, and we're taking it away from a series of tasks, and we're moving it right into what's required in a role. Uh, of course, Andrew brought this whole philosophy to us a couple of years ago. It comes from Tom Foster, from Tom Foster. It comes from Elliot Jacks. Like, there's a whole history behind it, which you can, of course, find on another one of our podcasts. Um, but it it really resonated because so much of what we hear about with the businesses that we coach that I just want them to make a decision on their own. And oftentimes what we're finding is that we've put somebody into a role that they, they are not suited for. So the position vision, in my opinion, is more about accountability. So instead of being angry with an office manager because they have not ordered paper clips, we're going to look at a position vision and say, an accountability in this role is a smooth functioning office. And so therefore, ordering paper clips needs to be a part of that. And now, instead of looking at somebody and pointing a finger, you didn't do something, we can say, are you actually in the right role? Can you can you make the right decision here and you know, have a smooth functioning office with all of the necessary tools? Um, when we wrote a lot of these position visions, what we did was pop open the DISC assessment and use some of those key words to really identify what the behaviors were. So if in a, a bookkeeper place, right, what we want out of a bookkeeper is compliance, that is a C. We want consistent, that is an S. So therefore we have a connection, right? Correct. Yeah, and I think that's, um, that's one of the more powerful things of the way that the DISC report is um, laid out is that, you know, there's graphs, but then there also is certain pages that detail different keywords and, you know, ways to communicate, ways not to communicate, and all that can be interwoven in a position vision. So if you were talking with somebody, I'm, I'm sort of putting you on the spot a little bit here. So, you know, no, somebody, okay. somebody on the grasshopper team calls you up and says, I'm making this new hire. What's, what's the profile going to look like for this person? What would be your first step? You know, my first question is, what's the role? <laughs> do, you, well, do, you right. have a, <laughs> do, do you have a position vision? What will they be doing? I mean, when I do debriefs with people, um, I always like to know that going in 
So that way I can be combing through that profile, looking for, um, you know, if it's, if it's a sales role, I'm looking for somebody that either has a higher G or maybe in their driving forces, they are more towards that um, utility, utilitarian driving force. Um, if I'm looking for somebody that's going to need to be um, more detail oriented and intellectual, um, I mean, excuse me, um, analytical, then I am looking for a higher C as I'm combing through um, those reports. And there's another um, section of the DISC profile that I really like to look at. It's the behavioral hierarchies. And there's things like um, urgency, um, customer service. That's a huge section that I go to um, once I have that role in mind and I'll look at somebody's like the first four behavioral hierarchies or the last four and I'll say, okay, how does that match up with the role that we're um, doing? One of the debriefs that I did recently um, was for somebody that was going to need to work at a very high pace of change and frequency um, and be really urgent in the role. And one of the disc profiles, the urgency and the frequent change was one of that person's lowest. On the behavioral hierarchy. Um, so I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the disc profile itself and the driving forces to be able to, to debrief on how, based off the disc assessment, we would imagine that person would succeed or not succeed, unfortunately, in the role. And, and you know, that's, I mean, that's that's fantastic, right? You're you're taking a look at at the answers that somebody has provided us with, and we're we're helping uh uh to make a um a high-level decision on whether or not somebody might be a good candidate. Um, what we what we could also say is, you know, when you're talking with the business owner about that candidate, what were their answers, right? Because sometimes yeah. um, people have different answers and you want to, you want to be careful to listen carefully. You want to, you know, right. You have to be using all of the tools at your disposal, which is why these two married together make a lot of sense, at least for me. Um, yeah. If I were to take a step back and say, okay, that's great, right? We've got position visions for a lot of the traditional roles that we've got in our businesses, right? We've got bookkeepers and field supervisors. We've got resource coordinators. You know, there's a lot of really great material on the, on the Summit Library, and you can, you can do that already. You can do that work. Um, but I often have a... Um, of an opportunity to work with business owners who are innovating roles in their organization, yeah. whether whether they're looking at a chief revenue operator or or maybe they're looking at a, a inside sales or or a quality control person. Um, those are those are things that we we maybe don't have an actual position vision for. We've got a template, right? right? Yeah. What would you suggest we do if we if you were somebody was calling you and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm hiring this quality control person. Where do I start? Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it goes back to those keywords, right? Let's brainstorm. What is the person's role? What, how would we expect them to behave in their role? What accountability are we going to have them around their role? And then let's look at their disc assessment or even just the um, the information about the disc in general, right? And see, okay, how does how does this match up? It's almost like a um, a puzzle, it right? Is. Um, you know, a, a big jigsaw puzzle of this trait, yes, no, this trait, n neither of them, right? 
um, and, and going through and, and piecing together and, and really sort of formulating that, um, that ideal disc profile, right? Uh, maybe not perfect, right? Because it's, you know, it's, it's really hard when you're hiring to find somebody, you know, who's just going to have that shining star of a disc profile. Um, but Unless it's ideal, you and me, Sydney, right? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, finding somebody that, okay, they check this, they may, you know, they may not have as high as I that maybe we would like in this position, but, you know, maybe their driving forces will make up for it or their previous work experience, you know, we can tap into that as well. I, I think, you know, the getting to the, that you're right, getting to not just the desired behavioral characteristics in a role, but the go, no go, right? What are the drop dead must have yes. in a role so that you can assess appropriately? And I think that this is important work to do with either the hiring manager or a business owner what is it that you want? I mean, I, I always hear, I just need somebody who's going to be friendly in the office. Uh, but when we would screen for a bookkeeper, we're not screening for somebody who's a high eye. And yeah. we got to understand that that role doesn't require friendliness. In fact, what we would expect out of somebody who's in that kind of a role is someone who is head down, nose deep, tracking, you know, the pennies, the pieces of paper, the invoices, the time, like they're tracking a lot of details. And so friendliness, while a desired attribute is maybe not necessary for the role. Um, now I want to be careful. We've had some conversations before on the podcast, even here about, you know, what, what is the difference between a culture fit and somebody whose right. skill is friendliness. I mean, you can still be a culture fit and have your head down, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're not talking about Absolutely. culture here. We're talking about behavior. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think to that point, um, it's also important um, if you're really looking at a position vision and DISC and how they come together, or if you're even creating a position vision, to also be aware of when people are what we would call really high or really low in a specific um, behavioral trait on the disc. There's a section for areas of awareness and being aware of that um, because, you know, Catherine, we're both high eyes, but we know the shortcomings that sometimes come along with being a high eye, right? Um, and so sometimes, you know, of course, you know, you want somebody in a role that, that may be um, more people oriented, more influential oriented, but if you know their role maybe would include having crucial conversations with people, and if they haven't done that before and they're a super high eye, we may have to think about how that's going to come into play and how we need to detail that in the position vision so that it is known um, for the accountability piece. Right, right, and I, you know, the um, you mentioned something there. I, I you know, oftentimes uh, people want perfect candidates, like you said before, you know, the, the perfect candidates don't off, don't always exist. Um, and there are shortcomings. So if we're thinking about a salesperson and we want somebody who is a high D and a high I so that they can be, you know, establishing a bond and rapport and asking for the sale, we might have to um, deal with the fact that they're likely going to be a low C. I mean, not always, but likely a low C, right. which means that they're not going to pay attention to details. And so 
looking at the position vision, I'm going to go back to that. And I'm going to say looking at the position vision and understanding what characteristics are required and necessary yes. as opposed to, boy, it's going to make a sales meeting better if I've got somebody who's filling out their reports, right? Right. That's where you give somebody the right amount of tools. You know, you set reminders on their calendar. You have somebody in the office say, don't forget to fill out your pipeline deals report. Like you put things into place yeah. to help people like that. But I want to know from that position vision, what is necessary, not just what I want to have, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that, that really, um, you know, hones, hones in on the point of, the position vision also, um, an employee, you know, the position vision should always be reviewed with them. And I think the disc profile as well. I mean, both of those go hand in hand on their onboarding, um, you know, because for me, at least when I first saw my disc profile, I was like almost in awe, <laughs> you know, I was like this, am I really like this? And then I'm like, wait, I am. Oh my How gosh. do they know <laughs> that I talk with my right. hands? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and, you know, for for some people, if they've never been, you know, in an organization like our summit members and and have had these tools presented to them, they just may not be aware at all. So, you know, I think the the looking at the template, looking and seeing if there are other position visions out there and setting it up next to the disc, um, that gets you the the appropriate first next step, right? So, I mean, there's there's a little bit of work involved, and and I would suggest that there's a little bit of back and forth. I mean, if you're if you are interviewing for somebody and it's a new role and you don't have that position vision already written, I mean, working with the business owner or hiring manager to really drill down could be could be a little bit of work. And I guess my my thought there is um, prior planning prevents poor performance. Um, so the amount of work that you can put into popping open the disc, popping open the position vision, making sure that you're accurate so that you can then interview appropriately helps you to get to the right hire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think that the, the, the disc piece of it, again, um, can provide the sort of compass, right? Um, when we when when we have a an ideal uh, position, ideal position vision, and we're combing through that disc uh, profile with a you know with a highlighter or or whatever, and and building that that puzzle piece together um, to come to come towards it, I just think that it's it's such a amazing tool, and that um, I highly recommend that that everybody use it when they're talking about bringing in somebody for a new role. That's great. So, you know, I think, um, and, uh, you know, as we, as we wrap up, right, you know, the, 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 the next steps for everybody here would be, you know, talk to your coach about the position visions and where you can find them on the Summit Library. Uh, send an email to, to your coach, to, to Maureen, to, you know, anyone here on the team, if you've got a role that you're looking for and you want that, uh, we can also get you hooked up with the template. Um, but pop open, I mean, all the business owners that we work with have had a disc assessment. Pop it open, take a look at those descriptors and see what they mean to you and how they might uh, coordinate with a role, uh, whether you're hiring or experiencing frustration or wanting to promote from within. There's so much information there at your fingertips. So 
Uh, well, Sydney, I really appreciate your taking the time today uh, to talk about this. And um, I'm sure that any, any listener out there could would be welcome to give you a ringy dingy and say, hey, tell me more, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, if anybody has any questions about this, uh, feel free to reach out. Always happy to talk and always happy to be on the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.